Unarmored Talk podcast, episode 19. My ego caused me to fail out of the U.S. Naval Academy. With today's guest, Dr. Larry Parker Jr., Lieutenant Colonel, retired United States Marine Corps. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk podcast, where we will have real life conversations that helps you develop an accurate way of thinking. And the way we're going to do this is by gaining a better understanding of how feelings, emotions, and thoughts can influence the outcome of a personal or professional challenge. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's guest is Dr. Larry Parker, Jr., Lieutenant Colonel, retired United States Marine Corps. He's also an entrepreneur, business owner, keynote speaker, and he's a global inspirational speaker. Larry, I know I missed some other titles, man, but welcome to the welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, Mario, I appreciate that, and um, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm blessed um, and enjoying this um, retired life. So, um, <laughs> not slow down, but enjoying this retired life. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the no shave shit. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm trying to take note. You know, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. No, no. Well, hey, hey, again, welcome to the show, man. Tell them if you can tell the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, hey, um, you know, everybody likes to say, oh, I'm a country boy. You know, everybody, nobody ever says they're a city boy. Um, I'm, I'm a country boy, Temple, Texas. Right. And, um, you know, really just grew up being a um, Dallas Cowboy fan. So nobody, you know, throw, throw any, um, any, anything at me. Um, and um, really just came up enjoying basketball, sports, stuff like that. And then, um, you know, a military brat. So Army. Um, Oh, wow. Son of an um, Army first sergeant. And um, so I've spent my time moving around PCS and before I even joined the military. So you just going to want to go against dad, right? You were like, yeah, you know what? I'm well, going to become an officer. I, I say I want that was my last rebellious act, you know, because he was he was all about West Point and everything else. He's like, why, why don't you want to do this? And um, if you recall around the time, you know, around well, my age, David Robinson, it just came out. Right. So if there was any service that was doing something in basketball, um, that was the Naval Academy. And so that's what my eyes set on, on that. And, you know, found myself going there and, you know, I know we'll talk about it, but, you know, and actually the way I found the Marine Corps, it was tied to the Naval Academy because mm. it was somebody that worked with me there, went to the Marine Corps and, you know, education, since it was such a challenge for me at the beginning, right? that's what um, came a part of my life and led me to this point where I'm a doctor now. So wow. it was not in the original plans, right? but it evolved that way. Well, let's, let's talk about that. You mentioned the Naval Academy. Let's jump right into the topic. I mean, here you are, right? Dad, dad's first sergeant in the army, you know, mm -hmm. unsuccessful, right? I, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I believe an honorable service. Mm -hmm. And then his son, right? You know, how tall are you, Larry Parker? Six foot one, six two? Hey, six seven. Six, yeah, seven. six eight. So, you yeah, know, yeah. so... <laughs> you know, so then you make this decision, right? You make the decision that you want to apply and, and attempt to get appointed, right? A seat in the Naval, the United States Naval Academy. And you do. You get mm -hmm. in, you're there, right? Right. And then you fail. Yeah. You fell out of the yeah. academy. Can you talk to us about that? Well, you know, um, that, you know, a lot of people can't point to uh, a particular time in their life where they know they've was one of the first times they failed. I believe that was one of them times where, <laughs> where you know, 
because I was I was that kid, you know, coming up in, in classes. I was I was that kid. I probably ruined more more children's books than anything else because I was always pretending I was in school doing stuff like that. And so I was a good student coming up. I was a good student um, growing up and never ran, ran into any challenges, you know, AP classes, then those things. And when I was appointed to um, the Naval Academy, you know, and it was also tied with, with sports. Yeah. It was the first time that I had a lot of the other things um, that usually kept me in bounds away. You know, I'm, I'm like I said, first plane trip was to the Naval Academy. I flew out there and um, I, was, I didn't buckle down. So when I hit that, when I hit that buzzsaw, that first time of being responsible and, 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 and having to sit down, um, I didn't handle it well. I didn't handle it well. And so that's really what it, what it came, came to. There was, there was more, and I can give you a little bit more of how, because it, it was over two years that I failed and they asked me to go somewhere else. So, so, this, was, so this wasn't an overnight process, you know, this no. 24 month. It, where, at what point during this 24 month journey um, that you realize, oh, this is not going the way I, I believe it should go. And then what emotions did you experience when you got to that realization? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is, um, now those that know about the Naval Academy, plebe life, um, that your, your first year when you're a plebe, um, what they're calling you, um, is interesting in itself. So I'm doing all those things that go with plebe life. And I'm also an athlete. Um, also can't swim a lick can't swim a lick. So what's, what's interesting is um, I was always good about following orders. And um, so I remember getting there and that was part of my process. And it's important that I bring that up. It's just that um, when they needed a volunteer to step off the high, high dive, just step up because everybody was freezing up. I stepped off, but I couldn't swim. So I'm sitting there waiting for, you know, I'm watching the bubbles come up and somebody reached in and pulled me out. And I'm like, okay, well, I can follow orders, but you know, can I do the academic piece? Mm. And I will tell you, it was probably midway through my first year when we are traveling with the basketball team and the we're doing exams in, in, in hotel uh, conference rooms right. and my first grades are coming in and I know I'm struggling. You know, I, I can't, I can't pinpoint it. I'm, I'm putting in time but I'm not getting the results and I wasn't being effective when I put it, I'd go, I'd go to study hall, but I wasn't being effective. Right. So about midway. Wow. Wow. So what, what emotions now, once, once you realize, Hey, my efforts, my efforts are not getting me my return on investment that I believe I should get. You know, um, the, the, the crazy thing is that, you know, successful athlete, I knew, okay, you run harder, you do this, you do that. All the things that we knew, you know, I study harder, um, you know, I did all the tricks in high school coming up, but they weren't getting it there. And so when we say emotions, it was uh, almost a sense of defeat. And then there was a number of things that were going on as well, because it started to affect me on the basketball court and I didn't make the first travel team. So I told you about mid-year. Right. So I actually, I was sent home for the holiday. And the only way I found out, and this is something there, that my mother had cancer. Mm had breast cancer was I went home and I think she was expecting me. She knew I was struggling and she wasn't going to tell me. Right. And they, they made a decision 
not to say anything because we, we, we don't want you to mess up at school and thinking in school. And so I walk in and it's just enough because then I get a phone call because one of the guys got hurt. Yeah. And they're bringing me back out. So I get home just enough. I'm probably feeling defeated. I find out this and now it's time to go back on the road. And so I'm I'm figuring that I got to do something. And that's the thing. I'm feeling defeated. What 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 can I do to recover this thing? Because I've always been looked at as yeah. the one that can make it happen. And that's interesting how you 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 talk about your your emotion of of feeling defeated. And if 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 we may, it, and then I like how you you know you highlighted how you started to think you know through how do how do I get through this feeling right this emotion of being defeated. If you can for our viewers and listeners, what do you mean by feeling defeated? In other words, you felt like you were no good. You know, let, let's dig into you know you felt defeated, but but what did that do to you? Well, I tell you, I was. Um, the eternal optimist. If you met me coming up through high school, I was the I was the guy, and, you, and, and a lot of people will, will probably wonder about it because they're like, I've never seen you smile that much. But I, I could always work things out, um, because good at sports, worked hard academically. Right. It just worked. But the first time of, like I said, experiencing this defeated feeling, it was an emotion I had to work through because I'd never. For me, yeah. I had never seen it. And then some people that I was around had never pressed to try to do some of these things above and beyond because I was one of the first ones to go off to college. Right. So I didn't feel like I had someone to turn back to. And I will tell you, and I share this because, and, and I, I still want to find this Marine's name because it's like, I was, I was lucky. Um, I, I, and I wasn't thinking about the Marine Corps, but my company officer and the assistant company officer at the time happened to be Marines, okay? But then when I needed tutoring, I finally had to get, get to the point I needed help. And that's the thing. When, you, when, you, when I was defeated, I was, I was never that kid that when the teacher said, hey, submit your draft. And I, I, I still never accepted that. A draft was almost like getting a freebie. You let them see it early. You almost guaranteed you're going to get a good grade because if you make the adjustments. But I couldn't. My ego wouldn't let me do that. So I recognized I needed to get past my ego when I was defeated and there's nobody else to help, I had to get past my ego and look for help. And I asked for tutoring. And so um, Dr. Jane Good, and I always give her her props. She was one of those that worked with students that were struggling. Right. But she put me in touch with a, um, a tutor. And I still say it was a, it was a young, young black officer that came in, second lieutenant, that came in and he was sharpest, uniform that I had seen. That's the first time I had seen a Marine. And um, he started working with me. And that was the time that I, I said, okay, I can possibly see a way out of this. And it's just, hey, I'm still going to have to work hard, work harder than I ever had before. Right. But I got to get past my ego. Right. And, and you know, that's, that's, that's interesting how your emotion, you did not make an emotional decision. You mm -hmm. know, when you start feeling defeated, um, and, and what you described, you, you could have made an emotional decision and said, all right, I'm done, done, I'm worthless or whatever. But it's, it's interesting how you went into the thought process. You put effort to going, okay, I've never experienced this. Don't really have too many people. I can probably ask for advice. Let me think through this. And the results of that was, I need some help. <laughs> Let's start off with some tutoring. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you know, and I, I will tell you that, 
<laughs> I got there, but I did have a little segue into now when I'm I'm talking about humble. Um, I bet I was doing some begging <laughs> because what I saw was I had never seen these F's. I'm like, what 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 are these? <laughs> wait, and, wait a minute, this is this is not F for fun. I remember going into my professors, and I'll I'll tell you like this: um, three points, one point. And another one point. Those were the 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 the, the degree at which I failed those classes. It was that close. Wow. And I remember going and saying, and I'm, I, I'm at this point I'm begging. I'm going to see each one specifically, and saying, I'll never survive failing these classes. Can you see it your way to get one point? <laughs> I mean, that's those, those words that I had never. And I remember. Um, uh, chemistry professor, Navy SEAL, had the record for, um, and I'll have to remember his name, um, staying on the water. And we just stood, he just stood out to me from that because of course, you know, when you're young and impressionable, that's the one thing you're like, not that he's a uh, Navy SEAL and all these other things, it was just an, an chemistry professor, but right. he has the record for staying up on the water the longest. But, but I remember begging him and, um, and that was a defining moment because um, yeah. for me, have to beg another person for how my life was going to turn out. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've told this story several times over and over again. I've told it to my sons um, to beg a person and know that he has my life in his hands. Now, the interesting thing is he said, nope, nope, you're going to have to earn this. And I was like, and I knew when I went away for that Christmas break or during that period of time, I said, you just gave and see, I was still putting it on him. You just gave me the death toll. And um, he was actually going to be the teacher that I had to take it over again. Right. And just to you know get to that point, he was one that um, I was still struggling when I took it again because I had taken it in the summer. But it was that work ethic. He looked at it and he says, I see the work you put you're putting in. So I didn't I couldn't get tutoring in that class. But I took, when I had to take it again, I took it with that same professor that I, I just knew I was hot. I yeah. just knew he was sending me home. But um, when it came down to it this time, he was like, yep, you, you put in the work. I see, you know, you, you didn't get the highest grade on this and all this other stuff. But now then when you talk about defeated, now it's starting to turn around. You, you know, and it's, a, and it's amazing how the professor too, I'm pretty sure that was an emotional transaction for him. And, it, and it's uh, and it's pretty amazing how the, the professor was able to be aware of his own emotions and make yeah. a thoughtful decision to tell you yeah. to tell you no. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I believe. Right. I believe that was difficult for him. But, you know, now now for you. So so here you are now. You realize that. All right. I'm in the United States Naval Academy. I have a lot of F's on my uh, my report card. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is not going good. I still want to become an officer, but I don't think I'm going to make it through the academy. So at what point did you go, you know what, I, I'm going I'm going to um, I'm going to stop this uh, midshipman thing, but I'm going to pursue a commission, you know, in the Marine Corps. What, what, talk to us about that, that uh, pivotal point. Well, um, I wish it was that easy. I will say what, what happened was um, I wanted to be an officer more than I wanted to play ball or do anything else. 
And there's a culture in, at the academies, you know, you play sports and all this other thing. Everybody's required to play sports. You're a varsity athlete. That's one thing. Um, I made it through the first year. And um, at the end of um, plebe year, you know, we have this big um, graduation or a ceremony. You know, you climb Herndon. For those that are familiar with, with Naval Academy, you, 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 um, you climb on the monument. And I actually was the one who got it for our class. And so things are going up, starting to tip up. You know, there's no more failures. I'm making it through mm. um, first year. And I get Herndon for our for our class. I mean, for for a while, you know, you go on Wikipedia. I'm I'm in there because one of those who got it for our year, the class of '93. And um, I make a decision to leave sports because I'm I'm that committed. I'm I want to be a Marine officer. You know, and again, you know, even the coach is like, "What are you doing?" Right. But then um, that changes your life. There, if you were a um, recruit athlete, you're doing some other things that changes your life. And um, especially step away from your sport. Right. So the second year, I'm just totally focused. You know, I'm doing intramurals, I'm doing this, but I had to take a lighter load. Um, so that was the one solution that, you know, they came up for me, take a lighter load. Well, what that does is that makes a decision to go longer, you know, and, and the, the Navy needs to de determine if they're going to make that investment in you. Right. And so my grades are, are have improved, my military performance improved, but... I'm still needing to be extended. I'm still an exception. So I will tell you at the end of the second year, I'm thinking I'm still okay. Um, you know, the travesty, I, I, I took summer school and made up some of those classes, made A's where I F'd, I made A's. And I, I wasn't expecting it. I went into an academic um, board, acts board as they used to call it. And it was the first time I, I truly seen the Admiral. I seen him move around and all this other stuff, but it was first time, you know, us being military, I saw these old sixes and people that I'd seen right. before, but they're all sitting around the table. And I sat down at the end of the table. And for the first time I heard the words, um, you know, it's good effort that you put in, but you need to pursue your education. You will need to pursue your education elsewhere. And I'm going to tell you for 18, 19 year old young man. Well, I'll say at that point, 19, yeah, two year, um, 20, 20 year old man to hear that. And you have to think about how, how, how mature were we at that point. And just if we were in the Marine Corps and we had just had a general officer sitting at the table, all the old six. And I'm sitting there with my hands at, at, at attention. And he's just telling me, you're going to need to pursue your education elsewhere. I walked out in shock. And I tell you, see, that's when that dog comes out. You're not going to tell me. I learned from that, that, that year before, and I never wanted somebody to put my, my life in somebody else's hands. And it just happened. I thought I was doing right. And you still told me to go home. At that point, I put it in my mind. You can't tell me no. And I remember I, 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 Dr. Good talked to me once and I was wondering why it was so hard. I even dropped a tear. I was like, why is it always I'm fighting uphill? And she just says, hey, for some people, it's like that. And you, you, you're going to fight that way until you get to your blessing. And I'm telling you, that's when it when it happened. That's what happened. Um, and ultimately it was, I don't like being told no. Um, I see somebody else, if you put your pants on, just like I put on my pants, unless you can figure out some new way to do it. If I want it and I'm willing to put in the work, I have this feeling that you can't tell me no. If there's not other, any other restriction, is it, but I'm willing to do the work. And that's what got me. 
So I went on to another university and I told them, I, they were looking, trying to, hey, you want to go to this school? You want to go to that school, Morehouse? You want to go? What's the first school I can get into? <laughs> I got yes. business to take care of. You know, and you made the decision, uh, you, you know, you, you could have, you had, you know, you, you could have made a decision to not pursue a higher level of education after that. I mean, I, I, I believe that that was devastating from listening mm-hmm. to you. I mean, what, what I mean by devastating is, you know, you, you have probably multiple emotions on that I can't imagine because I wasn't yeah. there. But, but, but you made the decision through thinking that, no, I'm not going to just lay down in the pasture and that's a cliche, but what I'm going to do is I'm still going to achieve uh, the outcome, right? My goal of becoming an officer in the United States Marine Corps through education. And, and here it is, you, you know, years later, you know, you said 1993, so we'll put you at 34 years old right now, Larry. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but here it is years later that, the average person probably wouldn't even think that that's what happened. Those amazing situations where lots of emotions are running through, but your thought process is we got you here today. We're now you're a doctor, business owner, successful officer, the Marine Corps retired. And, yes. and I, I tell you, that's, that is amazing. The power of thinking, you, you know, is there any, is there any, any other things you want to leave our listeners and viewers as you reflect um, on that that journey of failing out of the Naval Academy and, and going on to do bigger, better things, if you will. You know, if, if I could leave with anything, I would say um, you set your eyes on that prize, but then you do not give up that fight. If you know um, this is of your heart of hearts, this is your goal and something that you're trying to pursue, um, I'll put it to you like this. My first... Um, officer that I, I, I took my account over uh, for, you know, in the military was one of my classmates, or he would have been one of my classmates there. Just a shift of a couple of years. He's the first lieutenant. And, you know, for those that are watching, don't know about the military rank structure. I was a second lieutenant coming in. So he didn't get, they didn't get that much further ahead. And, I, and I'll just put this analogy. It's like someone running track. They got out the blocks earlier, but I kept running. Mm. And I kept running into my classmates throughout the years. And I still refer to them as my classmates. You do two years at some uh, institution, they'll, they'll, they'll consider you alumni because they'll, they'll keep asking for your check. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll send up. <laughs> but if I can just tell you, you set your sights on your goal. There's going to be some bumps and bruises, and it's not going to always go the way you want it to go. But you keep that fight. And like I said, I look at it as running, running a, a race or running track. And those that know about Set, setting a limit or, or setting one that you're going to reel in or setting a goal that you're going to reel in. And that's how that, to me, that's how you overcome some of those adversities, those setbacks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thank, thanks so much. And how can people find Dr. Larry Parker Jr.? How can people find you? Well, um, you can find me by my name. Um, just, um, and I always include junior cause um, senior was just talking to me this morning about <laughs> this. So La- Dr. Larry D Parker Jr. Uh, on LinkedIn, but what I will tell you on my website and on Instagram, it's Dr. Larry D. Parker Jr. Inspires. And so Instagram, Facebook, um, and the actual website, all of them have the same, um, you know, URL or, or title, and you can find me there. And what's that website address, my friend? 
Again, it's Dr. It's, it's, it's the it's, you write it all out. It's Dr. Larry awesome. D. Parker Jr. Inspires.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. You can put them in your favorite search engine and you will find Dr. Larry D. Parker Jr., not senior, but junior. And uh, so I recommend everybody follow him. He's a good man, inspirational leader. And he, you know, he removed his armor to come on this, uh, this podcast and uh, share with you all things that hopefully helps you develop an accurate way of thinking. And being aware of your emotions, feelings, so you can make a thoughtful decision. Um, if you want to, again, you want to watch this episode, you go on the Mario Space P Space Fields Dash uh, YouTube. You can subscribe to us and uh, watch this episode live, if you will. And then if you want to download and listen, go on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We always ask that you leave a review and a rating. Even if you don't think the episode was great, still leave a review and a rating so we can get better. Um, Until next time, I'll see y'all later. Thank you for listening to Unarmored Talk podcast. Subscribe at www.unarmoredtalk.com to receive information on the release of upcoming episodes. Unarmored Talk podcast is sponsored by Global Inspirational Speakers, LLC, a inspirational speakers bureau that connects inspirational speakers to the world.